Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome to that crazy notion that conservatives might just have a better grip on what will eventually be considered historic than the liberals do. Conservatives have more reverence for history. Conservatives think that history can guide how we go into the future. Liberals seem to think they make history every time they do something. Um, You know, you may have heard, I can't stand the way that journalists abuse the word historic to mean something liberals did that we like. Or the latest uh, new thing a marginalized person does. The first transgender swimmer to destroy a bunch of women in a race. Well, right now, something liberals did that the media like, that they want to all say is historic, is the Pelosi-picked panel on January 6th. Is the January 6th riot historic? Yes, I think it is. Is the January 6th riot a horrible event that never should have happened? Yes. But wow, the mere fact of Speaker Kevin McCarthy giving video footage of the riot that day to Tucker Carlson is being treated as almost as bad as uh, a new riot. The media have absolutely no sense of perspective. I think that's part of what this is all about. That the Republican counterpoint to the Pelosi pick panel is this isn't the biggest thing ever. They need a sense of perspective. The media have Absolutely no sense of perspective. I I watched these Tucker Carlson clip shows, and some of the best parts weren't like the Capitol Police video. They're the clips of the news and politicians. The media clearly oversold January 6th, and they never allow you to downplay it in any way from where they've put it. I mean, just Tucker playing Kamala, comparing it, in all seriousness, to Pearl Harbor and to 9-11, which is an absolute insult to every person that perished on 9-11 and at Pearl Harbor. Just yesterday, from the White House podium, Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre said, the president has been very clear, January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. She's saying the president of the United States is such a dummy that he somehow thinks the January 6th riot was the worst attack on our democracy compared to the Japanese attacking Hawaii and Al-Qaeda attacking Washington, D.C., the Pentagon. They wanted the White House. They wanted to run a plane into the Capitol just because they didn't succeed. These people just have no sense of perspective whatsoever. That's part of it. So they get all upset when it's like, how dare you downplay the riot? Well, why don't we just kind of get some sense of perspective? And we're not going to get it from the historians that you see on television. Michael Beschloss doesn't have a grip on what's historic on this. John Meacham or Douglas Brinkley or Doris Kearns Goodwin. I mean, I think that when you look back, you'll say some of this we'll remember and some of this we won't. 
Um, but I, obviously, their treatment of all of this is not really about history. It's about politics. And Tucker Carlson said something that I think is quite obvious, which was this was all about making sure Donald Trump could never run for president again. I, I mean, that's quite obvious. But what the Carlson programs really prove is the left absolutely hates any attempt to undercut or question the Pelosi-picked plot line. Adam Kinzinger got on and said, it's a really bad day that is being whitewashed. It was a really bad day, and that should not be whitewashed. But it should be possible in a free society, in a democracy, to present an alternative vision and ask alternative questions. Nancy Pelosi didn't allow that to happen. She banned any Republican who would bring up a different point of view. She was going to ban any attempt to compare the January 6th riot to the post-George Floyd riots. And they are different because of where they happened. But politically, the Democrats were in favor of those riots. They called it a racial reckoning. Everything that Nancy and Kinsey and Lizzie and Sheffy were doing was focused on Trump, 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 Trump. Now, we, we shouldn't downplay the obvious point. If Trump had conceded the election in December, or if he hadn't held a rally in D.C. on January 6th promising he was going to have some new bombshell, this riot doesn't happen. But there's more to the story than that. I mean, consider these clip packages that Tucker Carlson offered. We, they're, they're not earth-shattering. They're sort of the opposite of earth-shattering. Uh, the QAnon shaman walking around undisturbed by the police. It's not fascinating video. It's kind of boring video, but it does make a point. This weirdo didn't hit a cop, but he got almost four years in jail. Asking why that happened is apparently a horrific act. He certainly doesn't seem like a well-balanced individual to me. But a lot of rioters all over the country don't seem like well-balanced individuals. The January 6th committee made the audience howl and Twitter shake with a brief clip of Senator Josh Hawley running out of the Capitol like a chicken. This was really my favorite, that Tucker showed that Hawley was one of roughly about 30 politicians and staffers all running energetically out of the Capitol. Now that reveals a very partisan and political hit job by Team Pelosi. So that's it. It's an alternative point of view. And so we got Senator Chuck Schumer running around and demanding that Rupert Murdoch not let Tucker Carlson go on the air. Remember, these are the people that are lecturing us about democracy. Uh, and then there is what CNN calls renowned filmmaker Ken Burns, who is an annoying leftist multimillionaire who makes loaded documentaries for the public broadcasting service. And then some people would be like, oh, I love his documentaries. Well, okay, then let's consider it this way. Let's consider there are two Citizen Kens. There's the filmmaker, and then there's the annoying pundit. So he showed up on Tuesday's CNN this morning, uh, originally to rain fire on Ron DeSantis 
over some new bill in the Florida legislature to mandate some boundaries on the teaching of history. Somehow, Ken Burns wanted to suggest that uh, Ron DeSantis is like the Soviets and the Nazis. One of them isn't good enough. Of course, then he also said the Nazis had a Potemkin village. Now who's mangling the facts? And of course, he threw Tucker Carlson in there just for fun to please the people at CNN. So listen to this. You know, what makes America great is not the suppression of ideas or the pursuit of every corner of those ideas may lead us or the facts. It's it's about who we are and how we investigate who we are and celebrate the diversity of who we are. All of these bills that DeSantis and others are doing limit our ability to understand who we are and are not inclusive, they're exclusive. They're, they're narrowing the focus of what is and isn't American history. It's terrifying, it feels like a Soviet system or you know the way the nazis would build a potemkin village tucker carlson's doing the same thing with the footage from uh one six it's just uh, a a kind of rewriting of history at the most dangerous level it's 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 huge threat to our republic this does not feel like the soviet system you know it's not rewriting history at the most dangerous level it's a huge threat to the republic you know this is the most annoying part where I really want to get mad. Uh, I don't always get mad. I think that when you watch outrageous media bias and you've done it for as long as I have since 1989, um, if you got mad every time you watched it, you'd have a really bad eight hours every day. Um, so you learn to just find it amusing, especially the more ridiculous it is. But this just got me because he's uncorking all this Nazi and Soviet garbage. And they turn to young Caitlin Collins. And what does she say? Does she raise an objection and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. No, that's not what she said. She just gushed. You are such a treasured chronicler of history and of our times. He's not a treasured chronicler. He's not renowned that's the way he was introduced by don lemon these these are the words liberals give each other he's a democrat hack ken burns is a democrat hack if you're not aware of this you need to go look at his political contributions for one or you look at the film he made for the 2008 democrat convention the idea that this guy is going to get up and say oh tucker's rewriting history Ken Burns treats the Kennedys like they're a bunch of Catholic altar boys instead of what they were. Ted Kennedy. You know, you make an eight-minute tribute film to Ted Kennedy for the Democrat convention. It's a very partisan film. It looks ridiculous. There's no space in there anywhere for Chappaquiddick. There's no space in there anywhere for sexually harassing women. And there's a long hist- there was a long history of Ted Kennedy sexually harassing women. Uh, and that's just all gets whitewashed. Well, CNN's not going to be upset by that. CNN's in favor of that, apparently. They bring on Ken Burns and call him a treasured chronicler. Well, if you're, if you're a young person and you don't know all this about Ken Burns, you know, I, I, I link to the YouTube of this. 
you know, them introducing Ted Kennedy. Of course, remember, Teddy endorsed Barack Obama over Hillary early in 2008, which the liberal media all treated as the biggest thing ever. Because, you know, they love Ted Kennedy, they love Barack Obama, it was a twofer. Anyway, you know, the thing, the problem I have is that I would not agree with the impression people got from Tucker that this was an attempt to say the riot was mostly peaceful. I would not agree with that. Liberals and conservatives should unite around the idea that this riot wasn't mostly peaceful. The post-George Floyd riots weren't peaceful. Ferguson wasn't mostly peaceful. We should all be able to make fun of Omar Jimenez on CNN standing in front of a fire with a mostly peaceful thing on screen. We should be able to make fun of Ali Velshi saying it's not mostly unruly in front of a fire. And yet these people are mad that Tucker Carlson's downplaying January 6th. The average objective person who's not as political, who's not as partisan, has never been that impressed by the January 6th committee because I think they've always had an idea that this became an enormous political football. We couldn't unite as Americans after this because it was all about impeaching Trump again, all about making sure he could never run for office again, or it was about just making him so politically radioactive that he wouldn't be viable again. I would like to say voters should not consider a candidate who refuses to concede the last election. But, uh, you know, the, the idea here is that maybe they overdid something. You're not allowed to say that. Sahil Kapoor at NBC News tweeted out an article with this. Tucker Carlson is using January 6th footage given to him exclusively by Kevin McCarthy to promote the Trump-backed narrative that it was a peaceful gathering, reigniting a national con- conversation on the attempted insurrection Some Republicans say that's a bad idea. You know, this is sort of the funny thing where they're like, well, Republicans shouldn't be discussing January 6th. Well, obviously, yes, you want to make sure that the next two years are about the next two years. You don't want to always be looking in the rearview mirror. But these people spent the entire previous two years driving home this narrative. And at some point, there has to be a counterpoint. This You can't say the Republicans should never offer a competing point of view or ask an alternative set of questions. Why were the Capitol Police so badly prepared? What did Nancy Pelosi say or do? Nancy Pelosi didn't want you asking any of those questions. Chuck Schumer didn't want you asking any of those questions. And now, now they're going to say, oh, it's a terrible idea for the Republicans to bring this up again. Always remember that when liberal uh, reporters try to tell you the Republicans are probably going to do something destructive to themselves it's in their interest to help the republicans destruct themselves that's their objective so what they're really doing when they start saying this stuff well some people think it's a really bad idea to discuss this they're trying to say shut up shut up shut up we don't want you republicans talking about this one of the things that tucker said that i thought was important was it's about the lingo that people use and right here sahil kapoor insurrection. Tucker cited the phrase deadly insurrection. He showed a medley. Uh, It could be a much longer medley of these people constantly saying deadly insurrection. These are highly loaded words. 
What do these words sound like? They sound like at least, let's say, the Pittsburgh Tree of Life synagogue attack in 2018. Death count 11, six wounded from a shooter with an AR-15 and three handguns. More people were killed in the post-George Floyd rioting, like actually shot to death, than happened on January 6. What kind of narrative would these people have except that several people died of heart attacks? Some of them weren't even in the Capitol. They were just around the Capitol. One woman was shot by a Capitol policeman. Do you think the Pelosi-picked panel cared about reviewing that? Do you think any of these people talked about Ashley Babbitt in one of those hearings? Do you think any of these people talked about Ashley Babbitt on the Sunday shows where these people would all show up and get honored? In all of the live coverage, did anybody question why the Capitol policeman shot? They weren't interested in that. That wasn't part of the narrative. Tucker Carlson also made the obvious point that they completely mangled the death of Brian Sicknick. Now, I think it's fair to suggest that if he dies of a stroke the next day, that it was related to the riot. But when you say Brian Sicknick was killed by rioters, that gives an entirely different impression. And the New York Times and these other people had obvious misinformation where they suggested that Sicknick was killed with, by somebody with a fire extinguisher. That didn't turn out to be accurate. But see, you can't even question the things the media did that were obviously inaccurate. Now, the interesting thing here is the other thing that the news media are promoting is that uh, in all this Dominion voting stuff, they found a text of uh, Tucker Carlson a couple days before January 6th saying, we are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I truly can't wait. Remember, I think at this point, remember where we were in early 2021. The Trump team had hammered everybody so hard that they had to push a narrative that the election was stolen. And they, they all came to the conclusion that no, it wasn't. You're not going to win in court. It's over. Please give up. Um, I think obviously Tucker and lots of people at that point would, would say, let's certify these results and let's all move on doesn't mean you can stop talking about the way that the news media completely ripped, uh, you know, ripped us all off the way that they tried to avoid the, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop. There's lots of things you can say. I mean, I, I think when you look at this from the sense of history, one of the things you'll see is that people felt that the election of 2020 was hampered in us being able to perceive it as a fair election because of the pandemic. Because the Democrats loosened all, loosey-goosey'd all the rules about where and when to vote because of the pandemic. And the rioting, to some extent, was about the pandemic. The massive turnout in the 2020 election, where it ended up being this close, where I think the Democrats expected to win bigly, the idea that there was this massive a turnout was about the pandemic. So I think when you look at this whole picture, it, as the political year 2020 going into 2021, it's really a picture of how America was affected by the pandemic. And I think for us at Newsbusters, an essential part of that is the way that news media used the pandemic 
as what they perceived it as, which was a silver bullet to take Trump out. And they completely exaggerated uh, Trump's role in causing the death of hundreds of thousands of people. They made it suggest like he was responsible for each and every death. And obviously Biden gets elected and he's never responsible for anything. These people all knee jerk ran around having a cow when Trump said we could have a vaccine by the end of the year. That ended up being true. And these people all ran around saying it was an outrageous lie when it was a prediction. You can't fact check a prediction. You can fact check it in retrospect and you people all have egg on your face. But you have to look at the bigger picture. So let's all ask ourselves, let's not take the riot unseriously, but let's all ask ourselves, are we capable of putting the January 6th riot in its proper historic place and not trying to compare it to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor? That would be a start. Let's all try to do that. Wouldn't it be nice if we could get liberals and reporters, Democrats and reporters, reporters and Democrats, to acknowledge reality? If you want to keep up with us and how we're covering the media's outrage over Tucker Carlson daring to question their narrative, you come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for listening.